0: Welcome to the Pixel Pitch Podcast, where one of us pitches a game to the group we all need to play in a year supplied to us from the non-pro computer. I am your host, Al. I am joined by Kit. Hello. And Philana.
1: Hi there.
0: And hey, guys, we're back again in the year of 2001, when the millennium actually
1: started. Don't at me, that's just the truth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, you're right, at least as far as gaming is concerned.
1: It's true. And do you yeah. want to know the most 2001 game? I, I, am, I am absolutely interested in
0: what is the most 2001 game that you've decided to pitch for us today.
2: Absolutely. It
1: is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3.
2: Ah, oh, <laughs> hell
1: yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, you're not wrong. Right? There's, there's very little out there that's more 2001 than skater culture. <laughs>
1: It really is Just a distillation of That period of time You know you've got Famous skateboarders There are a lot of them Apparently The only one I know is Tony Hawk Rocket Power (laughs) was on the air
2: Rocket Power Rocket Power Yes Wiggity wiggity wiggity
1: (laughs) People were very invested in the X Games. Uh, Goofy participated in an X Game in a movie.
2: Skater Boy was was a song?
1: Uh, Skater Boy was a song. Levine. (laughs) There we go. I don't (laughs) know music. He was a Skater Boy. She said see you later, boy. There we go. All right.
2: (laughs) He wasn't good enough for her.
0: He was not. <laughs> but then he got rich and he got the band, and you know, that was, it was Yeah it was,
2: Yeah.
0: The, he this was a skater, skater and, and
2: a musician.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, this the she lost. This is this is what's so weird about that song. Not to go on a tangent off of video of games, but thinking about that song, that is a song written from the woman's perspective, sung by a woman, and she's like sitting there singing about this male power fantasy of being like that dude, like who is just like Let's be real. Like, I know a lot of guys that were these skater guys with a band uh, who pitched to their girlfriends, the band's going to make it. And, like, that never happened. And this was yeah. such a power ballad for guys to be like, "But well, what if it did, babe? You don't know.
2: Look, yeah, you're about so to be Avril Lavigne. Now.
0: Like, that never <laughs> happened.
2: <laughs> Man.
1: No, This is the only period of time in which that exact person sort of exists, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I am a super cool skateboarder. I'm going to do sick tricks and play my guitar. This was the only time you had Disney Channel protagonists taking
0: skateboards to school. Yeah. Now, I feel man, like that. No one takes a skateboard anywhere in TV or in real life anymore. You get a segue. No. <laughs>
2: yeah, the best <laughs> I ever see are business guys that probably were those skater kids that are rolling down Broadway on their Razor scooter. Yeah. Because they don't want to get a Segway.
1: That's not even a skateboard. That's just a scooter. Yeah.
2: No, that's yeah, because they're too old for a skateboard.
1: I remember trying so hard to try and learn how to skateboard because it was just like the super cool thing at the time. Just over and over, just falling on my butt every single time.
2: Yeah, I got a lot of bruised knees from that.
0: (laughs) I was I was the weird kid who literally was just kind of like, I just ride a bike. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I just like
2: I don't wanna- you wouldn't get it, Al. You weren't, you weren't, you didn't want to be a skater boy. No, I didn't. You, were, I, you I- weren't, you were not afraid of Avril Lavigne saying "See you later, boy."
0: No, I wasn't. Apparently, <laughs> I, was, I was not afraid of women seeing me later because that was like. I, I, that was just most of my adolescence. <laughs> 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 like, that was nothing new to me. It's like, listen, women won't date you because you're not, like, you know, riding a skateboard. Like, well, women ain't going to date me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: like, like, a, so be- I'll add that to the list. What else is new?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, no one's going to come home and see my Gundam collection and be like, that's impressive. <laughs> you never know.
2: <laughs> there was that one guy on Twitter that it worked for him.
0: That's true, there you go.
2: <laughs> but uh, I am. I'm just quick looking up uh, some of the music and Zebrahead. I mean, your oh, your standard oh like Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Alien Ant Farm. But even like it's cool knowing that hey, they were in a game. Like House of Pain yeah. is in a game. Zebrahead in a game.
1: Like That's hell cool. yeah! The soundtrack for this game is just a oh, absolute chef's kiss. Two thousand one. Oh yeah! Just rocking around on your guitar, mm-hmm. while also just strolling around on your skateboard, and also for some reason, Dell the funky Homo Sapien kindly reminding you to wash your ass, or else you <laughs> would <it> be funky. <laughs> Wait, was
0: this the, was this the game that had the like uh, the commercial with my United States of whatever? Was that was that this?
1: I have no idea. I because that was all that,
0: that was a skateboard game of some kind or other and that is ingrained in my brain cuz I I know that that beat of a song from the commercial like almost by heart because they I that commercial played over and over and over again. I don't know if that was Tony Hawk or if it was like some other like Tony Hawk ripoff game but just like this is my United States of whatever. And it's like, "Oh my god, like, I could I uh I, can't, I could not get that song out of my head. Like, it was go- Tony
2: Hawk's Underground. So it was okay. one, of the, one of the games a couple of years after this.
0: Okay. but like, that's, yes. So we're in the right franchise. But like yeah. that's my extent of knowledge about Tony Hawk games, just so everyone knows, is Tony Hawk Underground commercial that played on loop in, like, the, the 2000s era TV. Because I'd be, like, watching Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, and that commercial would be on over and over and over and over and over, and over again. And I'd be like, just like in my head, like Officer So and So showing up and being like, "I thought I told you kids to be like whatever."
1: Bueno, bu-, like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> look, Tony Hawk games were everywhere and on everything. I'm I'm not joking. From 1999 to 2020, that's how many like consistently Tony Hawk wow. games coming out. Tony yeah. Hawk wow. has left the cultural zeitgeist.
0: And yeah, he's just good at doing flips on his skateboard. But like, not to not to devalue that, but like, he's really good. Yeah. He's really
1: good at
2: it. <laughs> but like,
1: man, no, it's been on like every console you can imagine, and also the N Gauge Nokia's attempt at both a cell phone and a video game console.
0: I, yeah, you're not wrong. Tony Hawk was on the <laughs> Jesus. It was on
1: the N Gauge oh
0: my god like i guys we can't we really can't understate uh the the relevance of sir tony hawk like yeah well he was in not only they have this video game franchise he was showing up in all of the cartoons like all of the movies like i think he showed up in was, was he was that him in dodgeball where he just kind of like kind of Vaguely, like craps on Vince Vaughn's character and tells him, to, like, go back and, like, and, like, do the protagonist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, no, yeah, I can't. I, there's something about uh, Tony Hawk wants LeBron James to help him dominate, <laughs> and then that's where it stops. That's where the headline stops. Thanks, TMZ. <laughs> where, was, where,
1: where was
0: Tony Hawk in Space Jam Two?
2: you you're so right you're yep.
1: so, you should have been um, there where was he, he? he? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, my,
2: my experience with tony hawk has essentially been vicariously consuming knowledge like i had friends that were skaters and i would watch like tony hawk compilations with them and like watch competitions with them and they would talk about the games but i never like sat and played them yep. and then especially as i got older like i was just full up in the memes and especially modern day, all the memes about like, oh Tony Hawk, your name's like that skater, and him holding a skateboard is like, yeah, I am that skater, and they're like, yeah, you must get that a lot. You're like that skater.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I love- no, I'm. I am, you know what? Never mind. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I, I really want to say for all you guys out there that are like, hey, um, there are much more relevant games from this year to talk about. Like, yes, but you you don't understand the the importance of this man who is also a brand like yeah you can't talk about this moment in history without touching on this culture and like how big of an impact tony hawk has apparently had on video games the music industry and extreme sports and like just so like sports like person actor things like just kind of like There weren't a lot of weird cameo sports affiliates before Tony Hawk. Like, you had, like, some problematic ones, like, back in the Naked Gun franchise. But besides that, like, (laughs) Tony Hawk, man, it's like, we got to talk about this.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he's synonymous with skateboarding. You think skateboarding, you think Tony Hawk.
2: And I do think when you think 90s culture in, like, no early 2000s culture in general, you think Tony Hawk pro skater. Yeah. You do. And so I think this is definitely, this is like a cultural poll to kind of like take us back and see like how, how, how much does this capture that time period?
0: Yeah.
1: I I think it does. It does so much. Like it, it brings me right back. Uh, This is one of those games that uh, my fiance had in his, like in their, um, in their bedroom. Like they just had the PS2 set up. And whenever we would get together, you know, after school, we would just hang out, like play some Tony Hawk and just like chill, jam out, mess around with cheat codes. There are fantastic cheat codes in this game. You guys, you can make your character's head get really big. You can play Uh. small for some reason. And it's fabulous.
2: Ooh, (laughs) I'm going to have fun with that pointer. I will, oh, yes. See, I, I love cheat codes of this time period for that reason. Uh, again, Uh Not to get too far off topic. That's one thing that I loved about Silent Hill 3 specifically is there was, I'm going to just say the number 20, but I think it's a bit more than that. Random codes that you could get from various things. And this is like that came out in 2003. So this was before internet being widespread. So like there was a code for a German from Germany and like an Italian magazine. And all of them were just a different t-shirt. The main character would wear in the game. But like, once you found out that was a thing, it's like, I got to get all of these cheat codes.
1: And they're all just random things. Yeah. They're all these just like weird things. Like you can unlock just a, Big succubus lady, and she has a floating skateboard. Oh, you can play What? Yes, yes. What? Big team, titty demon skateboarder. I thought we Don't were
2: me in titties
0: after Sonic yeah. Adventure Two.
2: I, I we thought, I play- thought big titty son- uh, succubus was left in Sonic, but uh.
0: <laughs> 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 All right.
2: Not. <laughs> now I have high hopes for the for the other games we're pitching. Oh, you know, yeah. When, whenever we eventually do uh, a part two of 2001, I've got another big titty succubus. Actually, so uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh. Maybe, maybe 2001 <laughs> was the year. Maybe it's the two zeros back to back. It's the year of the big titty succubus.
0: <laughs> Can't complain. Uh, yeah, man. But That's yeah, fantastic. there's. I, I'm excited about this because, like, again, I, yeah. I'm also excited to talk about this time in popular culture and i feel like this will be a big flashback to that because we're already like reminiscing like we i brought up rocket power for yes yeah like i'm already tripping back into the year of 2001 uh the the space year of 2001 when the future was now uh yeah, yeah. like it's I'm, I'm i'm hyped for this and i'm ready to just begin like playing my career as tony hawk yeah.
2: And I'm a big music person, so I'm really excited to to get to hear stuff in context and then get to, like, really deep dive on the music side of things, too.
1: And now this game is based sort of off of the skateboarding arcade games that were around a lot at this time. Ooh. So it's just, yeah. Um, they took cues from Sega's franchise of Top Skater, which is like a skating racing game. They uh-huh. sort of tweaked it, so it's just like... You just do tricks and what and whatnot. But huh. it's such a really nice relaxing sort of experience where you just you glide around on your skateboard, maybe you trip and fall a little bit, there's a little bit of blood there, it's fine, you get up. And you can you can design your own character in this one too, which is Ooh. it's a lot of fun. You can make your characters like seven feet tall. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes, you can get you can give your character a tramp stamp if you want to. There's Ooh. captain's hats. There's so I've many good I've always wanted
0: to to know what it would be like to have a tramp stamp in my yeah. life. That's I, my
2: yeah, life. I I would love to be seven foot tall skater with a tramp stamp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my
2: yeah. <laughs> early two thousands <2000s> fantasy.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> As my an eight early year old, two
0: thousands fantasy was to be a big titty us So you know, we're both. <good>. <laughs>
2: uh, see, Falana, you should have saved that for the end Because that's all Al and I are going to be thinking about <laughs> To be fair, it's probably all you're thinking about too <laughs>
1: Yes Well, that that being, being able to play as Darth Maul <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. that, that, I'm also super stoked about that <laughs> Okay, but consider Are we able to mix and match things? Like, can I be a big titty Darth Maul? With a tramp stamp? <laughs> like, how far does this customization go?
1: You, you can't go that far.
2: Ah, uh, okay. I'll tell okay. you what,
1: the sliders in the character creation are very nice. You, okay. can, you can get real, like, Creature Factory with it, just oh, no. like...
2: Ooh! Alright!
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say...
0: That Darth Maul inclusion is also weirdly 2001.
2: That's so, yeah.
0: It's like, man, because, like, listen, Darth Maul is still, like, hot shit. He, he is, yeah. actually. Like, he's yes, still very yes, culturally 100%. relevant to the Star Wars franchise as a whole. Um, but even that takes me back. Like, the A, the secret Star Wars characters or stuff like that. or Like, secret franchise characters in these things. And just the idea that we could talk about the prequels and, like, immediately... Yeah. Five thousand people will not descend upon you with fires and brimstone and like you know jar jars in like various amounts of disarray.
2: Yeah, now now it's acceptable.
0: (laughs) It was acceptable to be okay with the with the subpar prequels. It was all right to love them because there's still stuff to love there.
1: I still love them. I do too. Yeah. And of course, we're going back to red and black character design a la Shadow the Hedgehog.
2: Ooh. Oh! I yeah, didn't know yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and Sonic the Hedgehog, or Sonic Adventure 2 were the same game.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, they both have, fast, have skater red black. in them, so it, yeah. You're right.
2: You're so yeah. right.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Rail grinding was introduced in Sonic Adventure 2, therefore, yeah. taking before, a nod.
0: Before <laughs> there was Tony Hawk, there was Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> uh, huh, uh, Did you guys know that there's a skateboarding section in Spyro Three? What? Yes. Nani? It's there's a whole skateboarding minigame. and that that came out in the year 2000. So this is like skateboarding is everything.
0: Yeah. Again, we. We cannot understand yeah. like how important skateboard culture uh, or skater culture was because like, it's like, yeah, like air, like I was just watching the Power Rangers movie not that long <laughs> ago. And like, you know, uh, Jason David Frank uh, is is airboarding his way down like because he's the cool one and the cool guy is going to like surfboard his way down to the to the bottom of the of his of his parachute jump. Like everyone else, just jumps out of the plane as a parachute. No, 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 no. Uh, Tommy Oliver, the the Green Ranger, has to surfboard his way down out of a plane and onto the landing pad thing.
2: Yeah. See, because I think that skater culture probably took over because it was <clears throat> kind of like the the opposite end. Like it was the urban surfing, pretty yes. much. Yeah. You could do you could do it in a lot of different places than you could. Like you could only surf if you were on the coasts, and even then, you kind of had to be West Coast to yeah, the, really get that culture. Yeah,
0: the end of the '90s, beginning of the 2000s, because it took most of the '90s for the '80s to die, uh, was that sweet spot where white people were trying their best to like steal urban culture? I think skating, yeah. of that weird part of that,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not you are not at all wrong.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: but, but on that delightful gentrification <laughs> note,
1: <Yes>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Like yeah. I'm excited to still play a pro, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. I, I, I can't yeah, wait agree. to get into this, and I, I'm I'm ready to play Darth Maul the big titted succubus. Yes,
2: yeah, for sure. And even if they won't let me do it, I'm gonna find a way to make as close as possible as I can.
0: There you go. Oh,
2: Trust be me, amazing.
0: dreams. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Now I'm making my dream a reality. I'm going to just do a small
0: break and we'll be right back. And we're back. We've made it all the way here from the far off grunge years of 2001 of playing Tony Hawk pro skater three. I I'm a changed man. I like it's, I'm back to you know wearing intentionally cut up jeans with belts that are fit, fitting poorly and hanging off in weird places,
2: and him T-shirts. Yep, Ugh. all Pants the way that are
1: from simultaneously too big for you and way too small for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Ugh. And mullets are still a viable hairstyle choice for your custom characters. <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's absolutely valid that we like.
2: (laughs) I'm glad to see it represented. It's a very important part of the 90s.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had such a good time with that character creator, though. Just like having the option to have a tramp stamp and also make your character either nine feet tall or four feet tall.
0: Man, if if there was a person that was nine feet tall with a tramp stamp, I wouldn't call them out on that. Boy, you can wear whatever you want. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: I mean, because that and then the size difference, but no matter what, this game established that anybody can skate. Anyone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter your height, your size, nothing. We're yeah, all the same we, what you get on a board.
0: Are we sure about that, actually? Because, like, I'm looking over at like the starter stats for a few of like the skaters. And I remember looking at them, like, not the created ones, but, like, the ones that were available. And I remember looking at the female skaters, and, like, man, they looked like they were intentionally lower than, like, any of the, most of the other guy characters. And I kind of felt like, that's a little weird. Are, are, are boobs
1: this much of a factor, guys? Come on. Oh, I I did not notice that. That's interesting.
2: See, I, it admittedly took me far too long to realize that there were presets characters because I just immediately went into that character creator and was like ah yes that's fair. this is it
1: <laughs> you just gotta dive right into just multicolor mohawks and just weird tribal tattoos galore
0: yeah yeah I'm not gonna blame you for that that's pretty, like, <laughs> it's it's an addictive character creator uh it's not obviously it's no skyrim or any elder scrolls game obviously but it's just like here wear this t-shirt that you like and be whatever punk kid you want to be you know live your dream
2: exactly and it, it getting getting back into this game reminded me just how varied alternative kids back in the day and how mixed and crossed over uh all the alternative genres were versus nowadays i feel like alternative is e-girls e-boys and that's kind of it and then that's separate from like the alternative rap kids the alternative hip-hop kids, the alternative nerds whereas back in the day like we all just kind of intermingled
1: yeah things are much more i don't know the word segregated in terms of these subcultures
0: yeah i can definitely see that um it's it's, it's odd. Like, I don't want to say things like back in my day, because that's a very <laughs> loaded phrase to say. But, yeah, I feel like we've definitely hit a different era of alternative, because, like, I think any – I don't think genre is the white word, but any movement, I guess. Like, punk used to be very wildly different before a lot of that sort of became alternative. And punk is now sort of its own thing. Metal – used to be kind of a little bit of anything like remember hair metal yeah so antithetical yeah. to what metal is now
2: though so on that front metal is which is a whole other podcast metal is kind of moving back towards that hair metal vibe in some subsects which is really nice to see
0: yeah but it's crazy uh. though like it, you're absolutely right like i didn't think of this while playing it but it's absolutely true like there was this huge different form of alternative that we were all used to
2: yeah, it's getting getting a soundtrack that has Zebrahead and AFI on it. To me, like I I wasn't <laughs> quite expecting that, but I'm really glad that I got that because I forgot that even AFI, who by um, December Underground, they were kind of roped into the emo goth scene more than anything. They did start off as punk, so they were perfectly at home here.
1: No, yeah, like, on and the soundtrack. I- whenever i think of afi i think of you know miss murder and all of that mm-hmm. but then this is straight up a punk track that they have in in this video game yeah yeah i'm still
0: floored by the fact that alien ant farm is on here yeah I love Alien Ant Farm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Man, did they push that cover as hard as they could? <laughs> it,
1: it was just that smooth cover, whose criminal cover, and that was kind of it for Alien Ant Farm for me.
0: Listen,
2: they they put all of their graphic design money into that cover. Okay, yeah, let them have it.
0: <laughs> yeah. no. It was, listen, it was a great cover. We're not. No one's going to take yeah. it away from them. They, they, they did a good job.
2: But yeah, but it's it's the eclectic like mixture of some bands that were just like really, really popular in that punk and pop punk genre at the time, mixed in with classics like you got your Ramones, you got your Motorhead. Like it it was such a fun album. And it really kind of like was great to me.
0: Absolutely. Like Ace of Spades like that immediately took me back. I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song in like forever, but it's a classic. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, and then of course, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers showed up and I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're here now. (laughs) (laughs) A whole new set of different memories came back.
1: (laughs) And you know, there's something very particular about the soundtrack where certain songs are just permanently, this is the Tony Hawk song to me, like um, the, the Amoeba song. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Amoeba, like. When I when I was a kid, you know, people would swear up and down. They were saying, Tony Hawk. <laughs> like, nobody knew the lyrics. It's fine.
2: As somebody who had no idea that song was in this game, that kind of breaks my heart, but also is so funny to me. <laughs> I love that.
0: All right, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Redman DJ Cool Let's Get Dirty song, that's the one where they, like, sing, like, brush your teeth that's,
1: like, if um, you must.
0: or is that something that's else
1: that's Del the Funky Homo Sapien
0: okay yeah. <laughs> not, I wasn't sure I went like um, listen I'm not, I'm not versed on all of my cool music lyrics here but that Let's... one was very like that one is immediately associated with me now after playing the game because I never heard that song before and I was kind of just sitting there like what this is a song like just literally about this guy sitting there like hey remember to wash your ass yeah <laughs>
1: i love that so much like they knew their audience they were like okay we're gonna sit down with these you know 14 year old boys just fresh out of middle school just all sorts of funky smells remember kids Mm -hmm. wash your ass if you must
2: yep yeah and then and just overall like there there's such a tongue-in-cheek aspect to this game it immediately as i was playing it especially like the damn the the way that you get you know damaged but like not actually you don't lose any well you lose whatever combo you were working on yeah but the whole thing just had this jackass vibe to it like that (laughs) vintage original jackass vibe and i love that that is so of this time and you just don't get that anymore no that is a kids these days I mean there there isn't there isn't really a source of that because that time that moment in time is kind of passed.
0: You you look at like the live action videos versus your player yeah. character <laughs> and how like Tony Hawk is like wearing wrist guards and uh, <laughs> and a helmet and your guy just goes out there immediately and is kind of just like literally lands on his head and like. And bro- cracks in the opposite direction like it
1: gets back up It's like jesus (laughs) like
2: genuinely snapping your neck
1: constantly (laughs) just base plant directly into concrete fall into a vat of lava it's fine don't worry about it crispy (laughs) (laughs) oh all of those little post-death comments are just so fun yeah. Like there's one part in the level Skater Island, you can mm-hmm. get to a secret area that's just a pirate ship. You you have to land on a pirate flag inside yeah. of the level to access it. Anytime you go off the ship into the water, it just says shark bait. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because I, I will say with this game i enjoyed my experience with it but i definitely the most fun for me was watching other people play it because of those kind of things because there's i tried very hard with this game but i was never one to really play any of these growing up mm-hmm. i didn't really play like fighting games or anything like i never played anything that was so heavily based on combos And kind of the precision that you need to, say, land on a pirate uh, flag. So for me, watching people that are really good at this game, like giving tours was a lot of fun to do after the fact.
0: Wow. That actually does sound pretty fun uh, because I kind of was hitting around the same uh, problems as you. Uh, Not necessarily because I've played fighting games before. I know how combos work. But it was, it was weird. For whatever reason, the structure of this game wound up not gelling with me. And I definitely remember like just struggling on certain yeah. levels and just being like, I'm not getting past this. I can't do it. Uh, for whatever reason, it's like I'm not able to get it across. I don't know if that's just a Tony Hawk 3 thing or if this is just the way Tony Hawk is in general. Uh, I, I am actually anxious to play uh, the, either the older games the re- or the 1 and 2 remaster at some point or another to see how that how, how I fare against it. Because obviously, as sequels go on, they probably become a bit more complex. So I'm not sure if that's like a thing or not. But it definitely... Once I moved out of the tutorial, I, I definitely was hitting a wall pretty hard.
1: You know, yeah. that's something that's really interesting about this game, where my boyfriend described it as trying to play Freeform Jazz. Like, you just... <laughs> Yeah, you just have to sort of go with the flow instead of actively trying to do stuff and just make it up as you go along. Whereas when I was playing this game, what I realized my main issue was, is that because I play so many other video games, my first instinct is always to be pressing forward on the analog stick to go forward. If you do that, you just spin around a whole bunch like when you're trying to do flips or anything and therefore you just exactly. flop over and, and just face plant all of the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of, a lot of aspects of the control scheme actively work against the skills you've developed by playing other games.
2: Which I mean, definitely that feels like the pain that I have suffered trying to, cause I really enjoyed my time playing this game, but I definitely had the most fun in the free play mode just messing around on my own time yeah this was not (laughs) the moment that that timer was put on it i i just i couldn't get enough done in that time in a lot of cases
0: i absolutely agree i i couldn't have said it better like i for whatever reason that timer absolutely kills my momentum um when i'm playing this i would have so much preferred if they had given me some stuff to do and let me loose, and I just got around to it when I wanted to. Because it was just really frustrating, and I couldn't ever get the things done that it was asking me to get done in, in the time. Because I couldn't get used to, I need to be able to try and try and try over and over again. And when you reset me, it's that much more frustrating.
1: No, yeah, yeah the timers are so short. And because the timers are short, both short, you never quite get used to the layout of the level. So I would find myself constantly, like, getting lost. I don't know where anything is. I just time out all of the time. Yeah.
2: And I will say, because I played the PS2 version, and then this morning I just decided, let me give it a shot. Let me play the GameCube version. And just because of the way, and I love a GameCube controller, it is, other than the Dreamcast controller, one of my favorite controllers. And I do not play well on a Sony controller, but this game was much better on the PS2. Uh, something about trying to do the combos on the GameCube controller did not help this game out at all. It made something that I was already struggling with worse. Yeah,
0: I 100% <laughs> agree that the GameCube controller was not made for this. I I, I too wound up switching to the PS2, and yeah. just was like that. This is no, I can't do it. When I was going through the tutorial of this game, I, like the controls didn't seem that daunting. Um, They felt like they were pretty smooth. It was only when I was given a no instruction on what to do and a very limited amount of time that I really started to feel, you know, oh crap, I gotta, I gotta do this thing.
1: I straight up had to look at the physical like game booklet to figure out what (laughs) buttons to press to do stuff. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It, It was interesting. It was a throwback. There's a lot of things about this game that are very 2001. And I'll tell you what, just playing the game, trying to learn how to play the game is very 2001. You you have to just straight up read.
2: Because honestly, I am so used to being able to go into a game, be like, ah, I don't need the tutorial. Let me just go in. And I did. I loaded into that first level without going to the tutorial. And I was like, all right, let me go to. Hi, Mr. Hawk. I'm here for school. (laughs) What's going on?
1: (laughs) It doesn't help that I don't know what any of the skateboarding terms are, so I'm like, okay, press this button to manual. Manually do what? Please tell me, <laughs> Tony Hawk. I don't know. What is a bean plant?
2: And I will say that I mean the game does kind of have that that Jackassy, you know, uh, ha 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 look at you you fell on your face kind of vibe to it but Tony Hawk in that like tutorial he's like hey man I know you've never skateboarded before let me politely and gently explain to you these things you're still not going to know what it means but I felt so soothed by that <laughs> that, I, that he was just like it's okay <laughs> Papa's got <Aww>. you yeah yeah <laughs> So that's, yeah, even even though I, I mean, I am never going to be up to his level, I still felt comforted by that and then getting to do the free play. Like, I had a very fun time with that.
0: I did too. Um, I can say the game really came into its own for me when I put in a cheat code to unlock all the levels and just started playing around wherever I wanted to. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> just doing all of the unlockables makes it, makes the whole game way more fun just you can put in like a slow-mo mode you can like make it so you, you don't have to balance for anything all your balancing is perfect and then you can go play as darth maul and darth maul just yeah. hangs out on his little hoverboard skateboard with his lightsaber out for no reason it's it's beautiful he doesn't get to cut and, anything with it but you know he's there
0: yeah
1: no he just and, has it
2: Yeah. and you get to play as wolverine too
0: yeah. That's an incredible yeah. character. <laughs> oh, man. Wolverine's cool. Like, man, how 2000, like, actually, I was about to say, how 2001 is it to play as Darth Maul? But I'm like, no, Maul made a comeback recently, so that's not 2001 anymore. <laughs> it
2: was very 2001 until about, you know, six months, a year ago.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, f- I feel like it was longer than that. Darth Maul came back into his own on, um, on the Clone Wars TV show
2: that's it yeah when did when did he come back in clone wars that's the actual
1: i feel like i feel like
0: yeah but i feel like he really became like not just when he returned but when he uh when he got in that final season of clone wars but i think was actually last year the year before like that was when everybody was like oh man maul's cool again because he had that whole plot line with ahsoka that that went down um Mm. and then he made that appearance in uh that movie that no one watched from start like uh, Solo.
2: Solo, yeah, you mean my favorite other than Rogue One of those of those one offs.
1: I- gonna <laughs> Solo disagree with movie. you. I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you. I think it was back when they went into like his whole backstory, and you get to go to his home planet and like spend time with like the night Sisters, and you get to meet his his half brother Savage Oppress. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was the return of Darth Maul for me. Anyway, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah,
2: yeah. But it, but Philana, you have to keep in mind there are unfortunately a lot of people that did not give Clone Wars the the true chance it deserved until he popped back up in that final season, and then people are like, "Wait, what?" And then you were sitting there like, "No, I was telling you all, he's it
1: back. Is, it's no, cool. Knew. It is so weird. I knew, knew was- the lore. Yeah." this is so weird Like,
0: this is kind of a 2001 conversation because like th- this was when the prequels were still b- beloved. Um, when we just had the first <laughs> one and people were just happy to have star Wars back for a hot minute. And listen, I don't care what you feel about the prequels. Like I, I kind of enjoy them for what they are. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to enjoy the thing that you love, but yeah. it's, uh, since we're talking about that era of time, since we're talking about that era in video gaming, it was a big time for star Wars games as well. And like, it's, it's very weird that so much is retroactively kind of looked at with a uh, vile um, rather than uh, reverence. If that makes any sense, yeah, yeah.
1: I I don't know. I feel like the prequels have have gotten their come like now too. Like yeah, people are starting to be like, okay, we have nostalgic goggles for the prequels. We like them now.
0: I, I'm inclined to agree with you because I feel like they've definitely. Because the people who grew up with them, like the guys who watched it in two thousand one when they were kids, and you know have gotten, I think that's another reason why, like to bring it back to Tony Hawk, why we're getting a remaster of uh, Tony Hawk's One and Two, uh, is because the age group of those people that were like kids in that era are becoming adults, and you know they're they, they look back on it much more fondly than you know the kids who were in the seventies watched movies at, at that point and were like kind of disappointed it wasn't a car. Like, it was, you know, that moment of realizing that your cartoon is a cartoon, um, or as Teen Titans Go so adequately put it, you realize a clown is actually a clown. Um, Not to give (laughs) Teen Titans Go so much credit, but, you know. I mean, there were a
2: few incredible meta things that came out of that show. There were. And And that that, that deserves respect.
0: uh,
1: Real talk, I I kind of love the prequels. I'm not going to apologize for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm one day we're going to sit down and we're going to have a very in-depth conversation about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> we will, absolutely. But I have a very – besides movie two, I have very fond memories of one and a reverence for the third one in a big, bad way. Uh, I've But like it's uh, – to give a little bit on, on my feelings on the second Star Wars film, uh, that was unfortunately the film that I watched when I was younger that made me realize movies could be bad.
1: Oh, I mean, I hate to say
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it was that was the movie that I went to as as a youngin and kind of came out of the theater thinking I didn't enjoy that. But it was a Star Wars movie. I'm supposed to enjoy Star Wars movies. What happened? Galaxy Brain. Not all movies are great. And it was kind of like that. <laughs> like, so I have this weird relationship with the second film because it was like my first kind of bad movie, if that makes sense. Or a movie I realized was bad as opposed to. Just a film that I didn't get, I assume, was either over my head or was for an adult or whatever. It was like, oh, well, I don't like this, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's because I'm the problem, you know?
2: No, I, I – yeah. For me, my my movie came a bit later than that. But the great thing about episode two being your experience with that is eventually you could go back with Nostalgia Goggles and go, well, at least I can still laugh at that within the context of the other two movies being yeah, pretty I fun. Yeah, I don't –
0: I don't sit there and begrudge Star Attack of the Clones like you ruined my childhood, like strangling Hayden Christensen for no reason. Um, he taught you a lesson. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> to, to
0: bring it back to, to Tony Hawk, this is the reason why I can look at this game, not having played it as intentionally or as the way it wanted. Because I can sit there and say, like, this is just not for me. This was this was not for me. Is not for me. And I can kind of walk away from it, going like that doesn't uh, express its quality. It just means I didn't like it.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the one of the key things that I took to heart with this is that skateboarding, in and of itself, was a very punk culture in its own in its own form, and thus being a punky subculture, there is no r- official way to do it. Like there is, but you don't have to do it that way. Yeah. and I think approaching this game with that approach, especially because there are cheat codes, you can still enjoy it. Uh, I think. Playing it not as intended is still as intended in a way.
0: I, I agree. And also, I feel like the way that it's a little antithetical to how we normally play video games in the control scheme also fits into this kind of counterculture. This was a game for people that hadn't played video games yet. And so, if you're going from one to two to three, um, it's just very easy and fluid. Like this, definitely feels like whatever this game was doing, it was doing really well. The fact I could do half of the things that asked me to do as easily as I was able to, and seeing what you could accomplish with the building blocks it gave me, absolutely. Like this is this is definitely built very well. Even if I didn't wind up unlocking all of the things that I could do with the tools they gave me.
1: No, yeah. Once I unlocked the slow mo mode. And was able to actually sort of see what I was doing with my character, I could just do a bunch of like cool little flips and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is super cool. And then I face planted anyway, but
2: I made those (laughs) combos. Yeah, But it was it was cool while you were doing it.
0: Absolutely. What else do you need? My big thing was always I couldn't figure out how to build up speed correctly to like it was it was always random how far I was going to go on a jump. I couldn't get the science of that right.
2: You know, the the physics of uh, rail grinding in Sonic Adventure 2 made a bit more sense in my brain. <laughs> but I think because that you always had such strong momentum that that was the missing element here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, how, how did you build up momentum? I know you pressed X and you started to go faster and that was going to do your, but I'm trying to think there like, how do I build it up? How do I like, I want to go faster. Do I have to do the the push thing with my, uh, or is it just that y- you just keep going and that's the f- the more you do, the more you go, the, the more speed you get because you've done more and more and like the momentum builds up that way because I see these guys on these videos and they're just going a million miles a minute.
2: Did you guys watch any any speedrunners or just people that go a million miles a minute and rack up hundreds of thousands of points in the same it took me to get, like, 10,000? Yes. It's incredible what some people that are great at this game can do.
1: Honestly, I watched my boyfriend play it, and, like, they had played it as a kid, and just watching them do it was incredible. They could just rack up, you know, 80,000 points in just, like, one set of tricks, just oh effortlessly. And I'm yeah. like, how? There
0: is nothing more emasculating than watching someone accomplish something that took you the better part of an hour to do in a minute. Like, not even that. Like, like just speeding through something in, like, 40 seconds or less. And just kind of being like, oh, all right. <laughs>
2: I mean, honestly, I feel like people that are able to do that in this game should be able to put Tony Hawk on their resume, (laughs) period, at any point in their life. And Tony Hawk should respect that every single time he gets a call. Be like, oh, yeah, they probably like maxed out my game. I'm going to give them a a fake resume, you know, (laughs) thumbs up.
1: (laughs) You know what made me feel better is they gave you... Two separate videos of professional skateboarders just falling. They just fall over a lot. Just Just compilation videos of them just, like, breaking bones.
2: Yeah. Which, again, added to that kind of that era of jackass, like, I will never hurt another person intentionally, but boy golly, I will do everything I can to hurt myself for fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As soon as you said jackass, like, everything about that flooded back into my memory— of like and there's so much of that here like you're talking about like the way the guy lands the cracks the everything it just takes me back to like i'm dumb so and so this is jackass and like you know and steve-o's shoving a rocket up his butt and everybody doing dumb shit to themselves and a lot of skateboards
1: and shopping carts yeah <laughs> just anything with wheels that you could push down a giant hill
2: and i mean yes there are things that like People that are professionals, like when you see Tony Hawk actually doing this stuff, always got the elbow pads, the knee pads, the helmets, you know, landing tricks that are not nearly as crazy because you have to in real life be be a lot safer about this. Yes. But in a game, nah. <laughs> in a game, you can live that fantasy.
0: You can grail rind up a a skyscraper, you can grind right up a a building and like jump off the second story and be fine. As long as you, as long as you nail the landing, you're okay.
2: But you don't even have to nail the landing. You can fall on your head, crack your neck and still like
0: there's tomato juice on the floor, but then you stand right back up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, there's just a little smear there, but you're, you're fine.
0: I will say, I think the most fun I had probably was with the tutorial and i i don't know if filana will uh, agree with me on this but having your significant other there to try and like it, this this feels so much better when you have someone else to play it with because me and nate went through the tutorials together i went through and then he went through and it was funny as hell like because like i got through it pretty okay and then they would get stuck and just kept doing the same thing you're talking about where they couldn't get used to not pressing forward where they would go up the ramp and then just crash back down. (laughs) But there was so much fun about watching someone else play and like passing the controller back and forth. And like when you start to get to the point where it's just you by yourself, you either have to hyper focus and just kind of get, get good, you know, don't be a scrub. But like, I feel like there's so much of that appeal. Probably what made this game great at the time it came out was just kids getting together and like, oh, let's play Tony Hawk. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, yeah. On the, having somebody on the couch with you is so much fun. You just shoot the shit. Be like, my boyfriend constantly while I was playing was like, "Hey, Falana, don't fall sideways. Don't land sideways." <laughs> <laughs> Every time, and it was just a good time.
2: See, yeah, because I. Again, I I played this one mostly solo because of the way with which I was playing it. But when this came out, it was around the time that I would be getting together with my friends and playing GTA, which we should not have been playing. So I can definitely I can I can see how this game would have that same kind of appeal where you just want to hang out, pass the controller around, mess around, you know, see which kind of crazy tricks you can pull off and just enjoy being being a kid playing these games.
0: I'm with you kid. I wasn't playing this. Me and a bunch of friends got together, played games we were not age appropriate for. <laughs> we we went ahead and we went and got GTA 3 mm-hmm. and we got the 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 all weapons code mm-hmm. and we stole an FBI car and that was kind of that was what we did. That was our weekend.
2: That yeah. 100% I was more cuz I I was out and about with my friends. Pretending like we actually knew anything about skateboarding until one of us got hurt for real and then none of us wanted to skateboard anymore and we were tired to just playing GTA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had a bunch of friends who were skateboarders when I was a kid and they would always try to teach me. But as with literally anything that required balance, I would just fall on my butt just 50,000 times. Never got the hang of it. There's something very alluring about just going after school and just sitting down in front of the couch and being like, okay, cool. I can be a skateboarder now.
2: <laughs> I guess skateboarding is hard. I mean, not once you get into it, I'm sure it's like riding a bike. You can, you know, make it work. But it is, this game did make it feel... In, in some ways more approachable when you're playing that tutorial, but then, oh, I know why I didn't do it when you get into the game and you're snapping your character's neck.
0: Yeah, I can kind of agree with 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 that. It's just, there's some, again, like I something was very appealing about that section of the game that I never quite got back. And I feel weird. Like, I feel like to an extent, I don't know, I feel like, am I, am I asking for a different game if I asked for the levels to kind of continue in the same style the tutorial did? where they sort of coached not coached you but gave you a a thing at a time in whatever amount of time it was to accomplish it like okay here's go do this thing in this level um go try and grind on the lava thing on the next on the next assignment or is it or again or is it better off the way it is um where it's just here's the big open thing um we are not going to give you any handholding whatsoever. No instructions. Get it done the way, whatever way you can. Knock the foreman into the into the thing. Uh, get the guy's tongue unstuck from the tree. Uh, you know, shatter this thing and smash all the pumpkins. Like, is it just is it better that way, or do you feel like no? Here's an assignment, and you can get it done in whatever time we want you to.
2: See, I I think that for what this game is, I'm I'm happy with it for the people that this game is for, but I think I'm with you. I am, I would enjoy a skating game with this exact same mechanics, but more free worlds, like just give me a list of things with no time limit or give me a cheat code where I can turn off the time limit. I think I would have enjoyed the career mode of this a little bit better if I had that freedom. But I will say that I, I did, again, enjoy my time going and sitting in the freestyle mode and playing and enjoying the music and enjoying the vibe. Uh, But I think I would have, I I probably would have uh, played it for one afternoon and then been very content with my experience were it not for doing this podcast.
0: Yeah. I'm also thinking like, am I just asking for Tony Hawk to be Spyro the Dragon?
2: (laughs) And I think, I think you might be. Yeah. unintentionally
1: you might be. <laughs> I think I'm unintentionally
0: just yeah.
1: <laughs> and i mean i still had a lot of fun like exploring the levels in this game. oh gosh yes yeah like there's all sorts of weird hidden stuff like in the suburbia level you you have to find an axe for a guy and then the guy lets you into a haunted house that is also like a half pipe so you just like launch yourself up the side of the walls of the haunted house, and there's like little skeleton hands popping up, oh, and man. you can like yeah. skateboard out of the window, and a bunch of like bats fly after you. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I like that. It was, really-
0: yeah, Suburbia was probably my favorite level out of the bunch. It was that was really really good. I-, I for all the reasons you just described, I think it really worked, and just the environment itself, like you had the construction site you could go to. And just like being around the other houses, there's a guy with a barbecue, and like just skating in the pool with graffiti, and it was just really nostalgic for some reason. So yeah. I, yeah, I really enjoyed. It. That was probably my favorite. Do you guys have like a favorite like stage that you really really liked?
1: That that I was think- my favorite too. Where it was just for some reason, suburbia is like the quintessential thing I think of when I think of skateboarding. Is just you go visit whatever drained pool is there and just skateboard around in it and squash some people's pumpkins.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But I think I have to say aesthetically, hats off to the Tokyo level uh, in part because I I love, give me any kind of loop-de-loop and I think that's really neat. I like the way that they worked and once I was, you know, better at figuring out doing tricks, I love just going in and doing that freestyle. Uh, And I did really like the Canada one as well. Specifically for that like fully wooded area that was like off the beaten path was really really fun to just kind of mess around in.
0: Yeah, I spent way too much time in Canada. Yeah, just trying to accomplish the goals there. Yeah, (laughs) oh, way too much time in that level before I gave up and was just like, no, I just want. I need to experience the game, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) I should
2: should see because I was uh, pulling up images and I forgot all of the advertisements. On the Tokyo level specifically, but just in general, I, it, it was so cool and nostalgic to see reverence to so many brands that like, I haven't really thought about in a
0: while. Yeah. In a
2: good long while.
0: But do we have a, 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 a stage we really didn't like? Because like, I would say this is one I, uh, the second one I, I, I enjoyed was probably the, the cruise ship. I thought that was pretty fun. But the one I, I actually detested was probably the, the airport. Oh, that was just miserable.
1: Really? why there was so
0: much room of nothing i don't know i find it very unappealing i didn't i didn't dig the aesthetics i did maybe the missions. missions were fine i guess but also it was just kind of like a big lot of nothing like i didn't have fun exploring it it was just kind of like all right and then we get to the basement and that's kind of like a skate park in the basement which is weird but also cool um there's the way to get outside of it which is also pretty fun but like, it's just so big and there's nothing in it. See,
2: I, I actually, I enjoyed the little bit I played of it, but I didn't spend too much time there. I pretty much used it to practice uh, grinding tricks, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I moved on back to one of the ones that had more air stuff. Yeah. So I think if I put more time into it, or actually, because that I was fully in free play when I got to the airport. Uh, if I was trying to complete, any of the goals, I probably would have hated it. I would have detested it. Yeah. Cause, cause I think, yeah, it, it didn't lend itself to exp- exploration because it, you kind of grind through when you're done.
0: Yeah. There's just, there's not a lot there, but like, I agree. I'm, I'm way more into like the stuff that's where I can jump up or get high into the air and find other areas just by like going through like those huge loops and whatnot. Um, the competition levels also weren't my favorite, but I don't think they're anybody's favorite from what I understand. But they're, they're still fine. It's like the only time you actually go to a skate park. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Which again,
2: I think those ones especially were really fun to do as the free play because you got time to just kind of like run around them. Yeah. Because you, you had a minute each time and you had to be focused just on doing tricks to get through.
0: Yeah. I got to say, I think we're all kind of had like very similar experiences on this one where it's this was really fun to an extent, but like this was never going to be any of our
2: jams. I, w- I would say that that was my experience. I enjoyed it. I agree with with uh, the completionist uh, uh, rating of play it. But I could not imagine like trying to complete this game unless maybe you grew up with it because I think there's there's just some skills that you had to learn early on in life. But I now know if, if I should do my kids the honor, whenever I have kids, treat them to Tony Hawk early on in life, give them that skill, give them that resume piece.
0: Cause there's just something interesting. There's something innately fun just about watching it because I'm Mm -hmm. watching this guy just plow through this in like, like eight and a half minutes and it's insane and it's awesome. Or just watching these guys do like these crazy, like over the top moves obviously it's not like the same thing as like watching the live action tapes and seeing people in real life do this but i guess a lot of the the oh pearl clutching is gone it's a little bit more calmer because i know nothing's gonna happen to the video game character
1: so Yeah. (laughs) yeah and there's something really captivating about just watching somebody really good at it play it yeah and i remember when i when my boyfriend was playing it they would uh they would be able to beat the timer just by a couple seconds before it went up, they would just start a combo and just keep on going on that combo for like a full minute of just like grinding or like doing a manual and uh, just doing another flip and then doing like another Ollie. They could just go and go and go.
2: See, I felt so cheated when I realized you could do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never realized you could do that, but, like, that does seem, like, pretty cool. It's like, no, I'm going for a straight minute after the timer just to, like,
1: prove I can do it. You know, because, yeah, as long as you could
2: keep it going, it lets you keep going.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you just want to grind on on a little circular panel forever? That's fine. You can if you really want to. I'm going to
0: honestly say this is going to be the first video game we're going to have to put away that I'm pretty tentative about. Like, part of me really does want to kind of keep exploring it to an extent unlike any other games where i feel like we we beat it and that was fun and all right time to put this away you know that that was great times that we had but yeah this one i almost feel like i, I wish this is like a for lack of a term like this is the same appeal to me that like you nikki does where i could just pick that up and whatever point in time when i just feel like you know wasting away like 20 minutes of my life i could just do that at whatever and just have something to do Um, And it feels like it kind of occupies that same space in my brain, even if that's not necessarily what it was for.
2: No, yeah, that's I caught myself, um, especially when I uh, because I finally got back into Dead by Daylight. I caught myself a lot of times like loading up uh, the game and having that set up on my TV. So in between when I'm sitting in queue, I would just try to do a couple of tricks. Right. And then that was it. Then I I was content with my Tony Hawk
0: time. Yeah, like that's kind of how it appeals to me as just this thing I can like – because there's something really like cathartic or just calming or about just skating around the environment and just doing a jump or two. I don't know. Just – man, that that feels really relaxing and appealing.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. It's so nice to just glide through the level, chill out, listen to the Ramones – just do a couple <laughs> little flips. You're good.
0: Lo and behold, Tony Hawk was the Sonic game we always wanted.
2: You <laughs> know, <laughs> that's the thing. Honestly, if there was a Tony Hawk Sonic mashup, I think that would have hit. That would have checked the boxes that we wanted.
0: Didn't we do that? Wasn't that like Sonic Riders, the thing where they where he competes in a snowboarding co- or like some sort of board competition with like a bunch of birds?
2: Yeah, but I, I'm saying like one of those should have legitimately been if, if Jet the Hawk was actually like voiced by Tony Hawk directly in like actually <laughs> Tony Hawk's persona, and he had some involvement I think Sonic Riders would have been an incredible franchise it,
1: probably oh however
2: <laughs> they just tried to knock off Tony Hawk but didn't actually you know I mean, he was a hawk. Get him involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. have Tony the Hawk played by yeah, Tony the Hawk. Tony the
2: Hawk, TM.
0: <laughs> There's no way they could have gotten away with that. There's
2: but that's no, no way. It, they could have <laughs> if Tony Hawk was involved in it. Yeah. If they got the license via his actual likeness.
0: <laughs> yeah, brought him do voice acting and everything. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yep.
2: Tony <laughs> the Hawk, Sega, you missed your chance. <laughs>
1: I mean, Tony Hawk's still around. He still skateboards. Theoretically. He has yeah.
0: such big dad energy. Um, yeah. Even in this video game, when you watch him in, like, the videos, he still kind of has that same kind of like, Hey, I'm Tony Hawk. How's Welcome to my home. How is everybody? Oh, so nice.
1: Oh, God. can Can we talk about Tony Hawk's Twitter and how just about every tweet that Tony Hawk does is just – Somebody told me I look like Tony Hawk. I said, "Yes, I am in fact Tony Hawk." They did not believe me. <laughs> like yeah. that's all of his Twitter. It's just, it's just like, like oh, yeah, somebody like guy, at the airport. Right? Yeah, somebody at the yeah. airport being reading his passport and yeah. going, "Oh, Anthony Hawk. Are you related to the skateboarder?" Like, yeah, yes. Yes, I am. I am
2: Tony Hawk.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, your name's just like Tony Hawk. He's
1: like, yeah, no, no, it's it's me. I'm I'm the one.
0: Ma'am, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy who guest starred on Rocket Power. That that was me.
2: Yeah. Yep. See, and that's that is such a fascinating place for him to be in in pop culture because like these games inspired a whole generation of games. Like I believe this was the game that kind of pioneered the skating game genre. And so he had such a massive cultural impact and he's now in this kind of weird cryptid category where he is who he says he is and people know who he is, but when confronted with him in real life, people can't believe that he
1: exists. It's incredible. I mean, I mean, I know who Jeff Bezos is, but if you were to ask me <laughs> to pick him out of a lineup, I certainly couldn't because he is the most nondescript looking white man possible.
0: I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. But, and I, like, I know, kind of the feel the
1: same like, way about Tony Hawk.
2: Because Tony Hawk kind of is like your non nondescript white stoner that skateboards. Yeah. I can yeah. understand that.
0: But, like, you're not wrong about him launching an entire genre. Like, there's a demo on this game for another extreme sports title uh, in this genre. With Tony Hawk, like, everything jumped, everybody jumped on that bandwagon with the extreme biking and the snowboarding. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, there were all these big things that I'm sure if Wave Race 64 didn't exist, someone would have jumped on the Kawasaki uh, What? what Jet skis, Jesus Christ! Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, this is this game is almost certainly why in the third Spyro game there are a series of skateboarding minigames. Yeah, I don't doubt. Yeah,
2: it. yeah.
0: And like
1: it, it
2: didn't the... didn't even like the Simpsons have a skating game. Like it really hit everything.
0: Yeah, the Simpsons have like an extreme sport game of one kind or another. That like, Jesus, like, there's. Well, The Simpsons also had a GTA knockoff <laughs> game.
1: Oh, that Simpsons game is really run. good actually.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, it is it's pretty great. Like I I'm I'm like guys, if you don't if GTA is a bit much for you, which is perfectly valid. Uh go pick up Simpsons Hit & Run. It's a it's great because you also get like a 3D rendering of what the town looks like. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's full of like cartoon shenanigans too, which is it's good fun.
0: Yeah. I think we're ready to like wrap up here because we've all kind of felt like this was It's a very interesting experience. It's not like any of the other games we played where it gave us like that, like little serotonin boost that we kind of needed in the moment. It wasn't the challenge we had to overcome or uh, the like fun uh, adventure level stuff. It was kind of like the Ah, Mr. Hawk. Talk me through my day. Yes. uh, Let me stress (laughs) here with you like an (laughs) ASMR, but with skateboards.
2: Honestly, if he ever decides to do, like, a self-help book or any kind of narration, really, sign me up. He has such a good voice for that.
0: I agree.
1: I don't know. It just seems like this game, it didn't quite hit for us. Sorry, Mr. Yeah. Hawk. We we didn't quite get it. Or at least but not 100%. Is, yeah,
2: But we didn't dislike it either. Yeah.
0: We didn't walk yeah. away from this thinking it was, like, a steaming turd. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah we walked away very neutral and i think that's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a it's it's not for us. But that's okay.
0: Bringing this back around to Star Wars, you can at a, a certain time admit something isn't for you and you don't have to <laughs> treat it like it literally like put sugar in your gas tank. You know, it's it didn't hurt you or like rip your childhood apart just because it's not as good as you remember or whatever. Like, sometimes you can just look back on stuff and be like, oh, that was nice for what it was, but not for me.
2: Yeah. I enjoyed my experience. I can understand this being such a massive cultural phenomenon, especially for the people that played it back then. But, you know, I'm good. I'm good to have it just be there as my I need I need a chill game to play for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I can put
0: Mr. Hawk down again. I'm actually going to uh, – I said we were going to wrap up, but hold on. Actually, I forgot that this game actually caused a huge existential crisis in me. <laughs> oh. Wait,
1: what? <laughs> um, Explain? Because oh, no. I
0: have this game. I bought it. I own it. It's mine. I. I, I it's in my collection. It's on the shelf. It's It's in that mm. little section where the T the tea for T's are in. Uh, on the PS2 shelf. And I'm realizing I don't necessarily really like this game all that much. And I'm holding it in my hands and I'm like, do I sell it now? What do I do with it? Does it just go back on the shelf? Because like, I kind of want to have a Tony, this Tony Hawk game on my shelf because it's a very well beloved game. And as I've discovered and admittedly so for good reason, but I'm not running a video game museum in my basement. So why would I keep it? (laughs) (laughs) My thought on
2: that it is worth like a maximum of five dollars, hold on to it. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, hold on to it. Love it. And then one day, you know, who knows, you might be able to pass it. It it may become one of those things. It sits in your collection and then you get to gift it to somebody one day.
0: There you go. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So you can have the emotional value of passing it on.
0: Yeah. For a future
1: little skateboarder (laughs) in your life. Yeah.
0: As a treat. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, this was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, as always, I can't wait to figure out what year in video games we are going to tackle uh, the next time we get together. I think we may even have a special guest to uh, join us on our journey into whatever uh, time we get to travel to. Uh, until then, uh, thank you all for listening. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everyone. Good night.